Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me on the Word Podcast. Uh, We're starting a new series. I'm looking at a new book, a new writing. We're in the book of Daniel. In the last episode, we looked at the first two verses. So let's go to Daniel chapter 1, verse 1. Again, I think you're going to find this very, very profitable. So uh, share this time with other folks, you know, your friends, your family, co-workers, uh, folks in your Bible study and at your church, things like that. Uh, It's a great thing to give you an opportunity to discuss with people different things, and particularly Daniel. Quite often people come up and they want to study the uh, book of Revelation. They want to know about Revelation. They want to know about end time things and what the Lord says about that. And that's a worthy endeavor. The Lord says a great deal about such. But I tell them, I say, well, first of all, you need to go and you need to study Daniel. And you need to know what Daniel says. Because Daniel gives you the vocabulary vocabulary whereby to understand much of what's going on with uh, end time things, eschatology particular revelation, but then you need to know Jesus is all of that discourse, Matthew 24, 25, uh, Luke 21, Matthew 13. You need to know First and Second Thessalonians. And literally, before we study Revelation, we go through all those things. I've done it a couple times here locally through the years. But then also, uh, you cannot forget the major and the minor prophets and the Psalms. I mean, uh, as, you, as you're getting the idea, a lot of Scripture speaks to those things, okay? But Daniel is, is pivotal, pivotal. So here's Daniel, chapter 1, verse 1. In the third year of the reign of Jehoiakim, king of Judah, Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, came to Jerusalem, and he besieged it. Verse 2. The Lord gave Jehoiakim, king of Judah, into his hands, along with some of the vessels of the house of God. And he brought them to the land of Shinar, to the house of his God, and he brought the vessels into the treasury of his God. So we uh, we saw right here in the previous episode, that it was the Lord that gave the king of Judah, Jehoiakim, into the hands of Nebuchadnezzar. And then the Lord also gave some of the vessels of the house of God, not all of them, but some of them. Eventually they all would be given, but not at this particular time, just some of them. And then uh, they take those vessels back to Babylon, and they take them into Nebuchadnezzar's God's house and place the vessels, those vessels in the treasury of his God. And as I said earlier, that is just a, a very vivid picture of my God's more powerful than your God. We have your stuff. Now, verse 3. Then the king, Nebuchadnezzar, ordered Ashpenaz, the chief of his officials, to bring in some of the sons of Israel, including some of the royal family and of the nobles. Now, that's verse 3. Let me stop right there. It's the middle of a sentence. So not only had they had taken stuff, they had taken people. Okay. They had taken some people with them and captured some people. And we see who they are. There's some of the sons of Israel, including some of the royal family and of the nobles. And so we can infer from this and other things that we see in the scripture that they took the youngest and the smartest and the brightest, the best educated. Verse four, youths in whom was no defect, who were good looking, showing intelligence in every branch of wisdom endowed with understanding and discerning knowledge and who had ability for serving in the king's court. And he ordered him, that's Ashpenaz, 
to teach them the literature and the language of the Chaldeans. We see something here that uh, we see in several places in the scripture uh, that often people sort of overlook or don't pay any attention to. And that is that uh, God will use the teachings of man and the wisdom of man and the training of man in raising up his warriors. Uh, you see it with Moses. Moses was trained in all the ways of Egypt, in all their pagan religious system and all the stuff they did. And the same thing was happening right here. Nebuchadnezzar wanted these young men to be taught the literature and the language of the Chaldeans. He wanted them to uh, serve in his court. Now, why would he want that? Well, this is a good way to keep up with what's going on uh, with these people that you've captured, also to prepare for going back and continuing the siege and getting everything you want, okay? And uh, bringing a synchronization together to bring uh, these folks under his authority. Notice how they're described. He wanted young people, in which there were no effect, <clears throat> defect. In other words, there was no physical problem, whatever. And they were good looking. He wanted young people that were handsome. Okay, he didn't want someone that had a physical defect and was ugly. Is that rude? Oh well, it's Nebuchadnezzar, right? But he wanted somebody that was good looking because they're before the king, and and only the best comes before the king, and showing intelligence and wisdom. So even before they are trained in the ways of the Chaldean with their literature and their language and their science and stuff like that, they would have been intelligent and would have had wisdom. And we will see very shortly that these young men that were chosen, that they were this and they were trained. Their mothers and fathers had trained them in the word of God, in the law. We'll see that. They are endowed with understanding and discerning knowledge. So they have wisdom. They have understanding. They can discern knowledge. That's sort of interesting because you would think that it would be showing intelligence in every uh, area of knowledge and discerning wisdom. You would think it would be that way. But the scripture says that they're showing intelligence in every branch of wisdom and every wisdom and understanding and discerning knowledge. Regardless, they had intelligence. They had wisdom. They understood and they had knowledge who had ability for serving in the king's court. So they were able to serve in the king's court. Now, these were young men. We'll find out later they're men. These are youths that had been captured. Don't forget this. That had been captured. That very well uh, might have undergone a horrific physical trauma, which we'll talk about uh, at a later time, okay? Anyway, he says, bring these folks together. So verse 5 tells us what happened. The king appointed for them a daily ration from the king's choice food and from the wine which he drank and appointed that they should be educated three years, at the end of which they were to enter the king's personal service. So the king, Nebuchadnezzar himself, set up a training program for them. They were to get a daily ration from the king's table. His best food, his best wine, the wine that he drank, the food that he ate, these youths were to get. And then he declared and appointed that they were to be educated three years. And at the end of that three years, they were to enter into his personal service. So they were literally brought into Nebuchadnezzar University. The Nebuchadnezzar University right here. 
And you say, well, what's, you know, who, is, who are these folks? Well, let me tell you. Our time's running out, but let me read the next two verses, and then we'll pick it up next episode. <clears throat> Verse 6. Now, among them were the sons of Judah, from the sons of Judah. Notice this, among them. So there were, there were many of these folks. From um, among the sons of Judah were Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. You've likely heard the name Daniel, okay? But who's this Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah? Well, verse 7. Then the commander of the officials assigned new names to them. And to Daniel, he assigned the name Belteshazzar. To Hananiah, Shadrach. To Mishael, Meshach. And to Azariah, Abednego. So here we have Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. I dare say that you know who they are and what happened with them. We'll continue this next episode, okay? In the meantime, again, thank you for your faithfulness. Keep pressing on in the Word. Keep pressing on in the Lord. And I'll see you next time. Goodbye.